Hey, my name's Lucy and I work for Women's Health Tasmania and I want to welcome you to Meditations with Valerie. Valerie is one of the meditation teachers at Women's Health Tasmania and this is an online resource that Valerie has designed that guides you through meditation and everyday mindfulness practices. In them, Valerie guides you through meditations, and she also explains some of the neuroscience that underpins why meditation and mindfulness is so good for our brains, our bodies, and our well-being. There are introductory discussions, longer guided meditations, and contemplations that will help you feel grounded, connected, and relaxed. If you ever have any questions or feedback about these meditations, why not get in touch with us, Women's Health Tasmania? Anyway, that's enough from me. I'll hand over now to Valerie. Enjoy. Thank you. Okay, welcome uh, to an introductory talk and experience of meditation. If you're listening to this on the recording, then um, there's a half dozen or so women in the room with me today who are also here to have some experience and explanation of meditation. So the plan is to run you all through a short form meditation of what I usually do and then to have a little bit of a discussion about uh, what happens when we meditate and how and why it's beneficial. Firstly, it, I should say a couple of things about myself. I have been a practicing Buddhist for some 25 years now and I spent mm, four or five years of that as a, as a nun ordained in the Tibetan tradition. So that's where one half of my experience comes from. More recently, I've become interested in the neuroscience of meditation and self-care and how I've gained my knowledge in that field is to be listening to people who are an awful lot smarter than I am, uh, professors, academics, researchers on meditation, self-care, neuroscience, where those things intersect. So I'm able to kind of listen to what they're saying, take it all, um, distill it, um, pick out the bits that are particularly useful for me as well, um, and as well offer it to you. I've been offering meditation out of women's health now for some nearly four years, I think. So that's enough of the preliminaries. And again, what we're going to do in the first instance is just run you through a short form meditation containing all the points that I normally include in longer forms. So if you'd just like to begin now by taking a moment to close your eyes, settle in, become aware of all the points of contact where the body meets whatever surface you happen to be on. Just notice. Become aware of your body and your breath. The interplay of the breath in and out of the body. 
and just take a moment to acknowledge that for the next little while there's nowhere to go and there's nothing to do but breathe and be still and present to your own experience. Breathe and be still. The next few exhalations, slow down those exhalations. This is often a key way that we can begin to find our way back to the stillness and calm that is always within us but gets covered over with the busy mind and the busy life. Slow down and settle. Now start by holding in your mind an intention. It's important to find the words that would answer the question for you, why do I wish to meditate? Or what do I wish to achieve from acts of self-care? Find those words. Hold them clearly in your mind. Open your heart. Let them in. And allow them to float away as you come back to the breath. We'll do a brief scan through the body. Soften your face, your brow, your cheeks, your jaw. Let your tongue be loose and heavy in the base of your mouth. And just pay attention to that sense of your face at rest. Soften into the body with the neck and shoulders, allowing your shoulders to settle a little further away. Restful qualities flow down your arms, down the arms. Softening now all the way into your hands. Palms, soft, open. Fingers, loose and uncurled, at rest. Softening into your upper body, between the shoulder blades, back of the ribs. Into the front of the chest and lower rib cage. And just notice again the qualities of the breath in the body. Just notice 
Notice a gentle expanding as you breathe in, a softening and dissolving as you breathe out. Just notice. Bring your awareness to your heart center and without any story or judgment, just pay attention to any sensations you notice. Just let them be there. And keep inviting softness in. Bringing your awareness to your solar plexus at the base of the rib cage at the front. And again, pay attention to the sensations. No judgment, no story. And keep softening. Softening now all the way down into your lower back, into your lower back. and belly. Once more, pay attention to the sensations. Just let them be there. Just notice. Keep softening. All the way down now into your pelvis and seat. Let your legs rest, let them be soft and let that softness flow down your legs, calves, ankles and feet, toes loose, uncurled, feet simply resting. Bring your awareness to your entire body. Your entire body. This is a time for you to replenish mentally, physically, and emotionally and may it be so. Bring your awareness now to your breath, the natural inflow and outflow of the breath, paying attention to all the rhythms and sensation of the breath coming in through the nose, down the throat, all the way into the belly, noticing that little pause and then following the breath as it leaves the body. And when you notice your mind has wandered, gently let go of the thoughts and come back to attending to your breath.
Breathing in and breathing out. That's all. Let the mind rest. Let go of the thoughts, just let them go. Come back to the breath. Breathing in and breathing out, that's all. That's all. Nowhere to go. Nothing to do. Let the mind rest. Just breathe and be still, breathe and be still. Let go of the thoughts. Just let them go. Welcome each breath and stay with each breath. That's all. Now bring your awareness back to your body and noticing all the points of contact where the body meets the surface you're on. Just notice. Feel where your clothes are touching your skin. Just notice. Feel where the air is touching your skin. Just notice. And pay attention to the sense of your feet in your shoes. Just notice. And 
bringing your awareness once more to your entire body. And paying attention to the inner rhythms and sensation. And becoming aware of your body in the points of contact. Take a couple of slightly deeper breaths as you begin to move the body. And when you're ready, opening your eyes, coming back into the room. And yes, even have a bit of a wriggle. <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> so a little bit about what has happened there for the people in the room. There is, I have given you a handout with a few points on it. The first of which is to say that there are many, many physical benefits to meditating. Um, there's a lot of research showing things like uh, reduced blood pressure, improved immune response, improved sleep, um, reduced levels and experiences of anxiety and depression. And all of that comes simply by sitting down and paying attention to the breath in that very focused way. Now a few details as to how and why all of those things are coming to, to benef benefit you. Let's start by thinking about the intention part of the meditation. Intention exists in a part of our brain, um, if you will, there's a little part of the brain that fires up, we consider our intention. And it's in our higher order, our higher mind, if you will, in our prefrontal cortex. So it's like a little muscle that we get to exercise whenever we focus on an intention. And when we're setting an intention with things like meditation, and when I'm asking you to do things like be gentle with yourself, um, that can be difficult. We don't always have the capacity for ourselves uh, and it's very, very common for us to have a harsh voice or to feel that we don't deserve the kind of care and attention that we're trying to offer ourselves. So intention helps us to lean into um, more kindness and it gives us a bit of a roadmap, a plan, a reminder from time to time. So it's a good part of the brain that you can exercise. That's a little bit about intention. Now the body scan um, and just focusing our attention on the breath helps us to begin to drop out of our chatterbox mind. The chatterbox mind runs the show pretty much from the moment we wake up until the moment we go to bed. Have you noticed? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've all noticed that. It's called the default network. And a reason why it's called the default network is it because it operates on pre-programmed habits and patterns. They're often the same habits and patterns that we had yesterday, the day before, and the day before. It's like we wake up in the morning, hit the go button on that program, that part of the brain, and it just runs. There are some things about that um, part of the, that network in the brain 
um, that are not very helpful. It has an inbuilt bias towards negativity. Okay, now a lot of these things make sense in the light of evolution. Okay, it helps us to protect, it helps to preserve our life from, because when we're out there in the world um, and when we were in our earlier um, parts of our evolution, when we were you know, out on the African savannah, if we weren't paying attention to the negative things, it could likely kill us, eat us, you know, you see what I mean? It's very important for our survival to be able to pay attention to negativity. So the way negative information comes in and the way we process things often has that built in, what's the risk, where's the harm, why should I worry? Again, you'd be familiar with that, yeah. Um, this part of the brain can get very judgmental. Parts of it will fire up um, when we are judging ourselves and other parts of this network will judge will fire up when we're asked to judge when we're judging others so judgmental negative and another key point to remember is that in the absence of information it will make stuff up <laughs> you've noticed <laughs> yeah yeah it's a story making mind with a bias towards negative information all of which means it can take us into a place of contraction where we will withdraw from opportunities rather than go and seek out new opportunities. Yeah. Um, so it's really helpful if we can learn to unhook ourselves using our higher mind to unhook ourselves from that default network because we operate in that default network somewhere between 50 to 80% of the time. Yeah. Um, and with all of those characteristics, we can see how it's not necessarily such a helpful um, part. So the capacity to unhook from the story-making mind means we can um, learn to have a little bit more detachment in our in our daily in our daily awareness. So if we're, if we're doing a, a meditation practice, if we're doing a meditation practice, then that's like building up two very different muscles in, in our mind, if you will. There's the muscle that notices the mind has wandered, and then there's the muscle that brings the mind back to the breath. Now, when we're building up the capacity with those two muscles, that means that when we get off the meditation cushion and go out into the world, we're also developing that capacity to do that same thing when we're out in the world. So when we're in stressful situations or just having the busy, busy life, just being able to step back step out of that particular way of thinking and uh, expand into a more, a different type of awareness means that the practice comes out into the world and then we be, that, that, that leans into what we might be thinking of as mindfulness, yeah? Ah uh, yes, this is the other thing. So get, let's go back <coughs> to the body scan. So remember that when we're living in this default network part of the brain, that's we're basically living from the neck up. Aren't we? We're not very connected with our body uh, because we've got the busy life and we go, 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 go. But we're also operating in a part of our brain that just exists in one small area. So we're losing connection to our body. You'd be surprised at how often your breathing becomes very shallow or perhaps you might even be holding your breath. So being able to drop our awareness back into the body and track those rhythms and sensations in the body and going through the body scan is a part of that because 
the areas that I asked you to pay particular attention to along the way, um, I mentioned the heart centre. Now, in spiritual and alternative um, conversations, you, under you understand what I mean when I say the heart centre, yes. But what it means in a physiological sense, that's the vagus nerve in the body. Now, the vagus nerve um, is a very important way of sending messages up to the brain about because when we when we have nice warm fuzzy feelings in our heart center um, that's the vagus nerve basically in a primitive way saying this is okay you can approach this this is good okay but when we feel that sense of contraction in in the heart center then that's a, our body's primitive way of saying this is bad I need to withdraw protect myself these parts of our brain and body existed before we had language. So it's, it's about learning to get some of the communication coming from our body to our brain because so often what we're doing instead is running out of this chatterbox mind with all of the stories, we're running, you know, we're getting the stories, we're getting a top-down communication. And that's not necessarily the same communication that our body is trying to send us from the body up to the brain. Our heart has neurons in it, okay? Our belly has neurons in it. So these are other, we, we talk about the, the, the belly as being the, the second, the gut, the second brain, because there's enough, um, the, there's neurons in that. So it's about getting, does that make sense? We're getting that feedback from the body. And when we learn to drop the stories, we're getting a more clear sense of that communication. Okay, because the stories are often very different. The stories are again that top-down, instant sort of pre-programmed idea about what's going on. So it's just being able to pay bare attention without the story is a really key way to start to loosen some of those tensions in the body, as well as giving our, our whole self a chance to be heard, not just everything coming out of this rather limited story-making mind with its negativity and its sense of it knows best. When you are, from that neuro, neuroscience point of view, remember I was talking about the brain, the, the prefront, when you are in that place, that flow, that zone, you have dropped right out of that default network and you are operating out of what I would roughly call is your well-being centre in your brain, which is the prefrontal cortex, particularly the left-hand side. That's the part of the brain where um, creativity, spirituality, um, seeking opportunities, curiosity, wonder, or all of those gratitude, all of those things exist in that part of the brain. So anything that, anything that you do in your own practice that, that can take you into that place, you are giving yourself, you know, <clears throat> you're giving yourself good creative experiences, as you would well know, but you're also going... <laughs> You're, you're, you're feeding your welfare systems in the brain, if you will. Meditation and mindfulness in their simplest terms, mindfulness simply means paying attention, present moment awareness. Okay, so you can do that whilst you're doing art. For me, one of my happy, happy times is when I'm on my rowing machine in the morning. You know, I'm very much, it's a very embodied practice, um, but I'm also keeping count as well and I'm checking on my technique my form so all I'm uh, that's a meditation because I'm paying attention 
Now, I remember one of my um, spiritual teachers from years ago did say to me that, well, mindfulness, so in, in, in the Eastern traditions, that in and of itself um, is neither good nor bad. It's simply attention. And she would often say, thieves need mindfulness. So mindfulness isn't actually, it's neutral. But when we add it with intention, and as, as Buddhism and those teachings came to the West, it started to be included with some of the Western psychotherapeutic principles, which included, can we bring a, a gentle touch, a willingness to kindness to the experience? So it's mindfulness, including with intention, is where the self-care component really starts to take off. One, one final point I make before anyone else wants to say anything is that if we have difficulty, you know, if we find our own internalised voice is critical and harsh, that's okay. It's not just you. It's very, it's part of this network in the system and it's part of our socialisation oftentimes too. We've taken this voice in from outside and we're hardwired to be critical in this part of the brain. So if you have difficulty, then start with the willingness, start with the intention and the wish. And as I often say, just lean into it. Because even leaning into it, I wish I could be kinder to myself, is an act of care and compassion for yourself. Yeah. Start where you're at and just see how you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome back. Thanks for listening to Meditation with Valerie. Mindfulness meditation is part of the health promotion work that we do at Women's Health Tasmania. To find out more about Women's Health Tasmania or to connect with our weekly meditation classes, go to our website or track us down on Facebook or Instagram. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Meditations with Valerie.